One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Guitar Nerds Live, the live and dangerous version of the Guitar Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. That's me. And a whole host of uh, fellow uh, Guitar Nerds over on Discord. Um, this is our live episode. We do this once every couple of weeks uh, and it's uh, for jo- uh, participation by our Patreons. So if you're listening to this and you're not a Patreon and you want to join in uh, with the live episodes, the way to do it is go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and you can read all about uh, the live episodes and how you can participate. Yeah, this is only the second one we've done, so who knows how this is going to go. Um, I'm sure it'll be uh, go. I'm sure it'll go well. Um, and what we're going to try and do is bring in some more contributors. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had some great calls um, from people in the chat, and uh, yeah, this week we want even more than that. Guess the so, thing that's important to say is you've come up with a topic, but uh, people can ask literally anything because yeah, the literally, topic you've come up with is yep. not really guitar related. But if people want to talk about stuff that's actually guitar related, or if they just want to talk about literally anything else, then we want to hear about that as well. Yeah, yeah. If anyone needs any like live relationship advice, we'd be more than uh, more than happy to get uh, get stuck in. Um, but yeah, actually, the topic that I've been banding around mainly to annoy Joe Branton. Joe is a uh, stickler for us staying on topic, believe it or not. Um, so I've been teasing him all day that the topic for this podcast was going to be: Have you ever seen a ghost? As it's Halloween, uh, and uh, he wasn't very happy about that. So, but what it has done is lead me down a bit of a rabbit hole. I was looking at like um, Halloween themed guitars and actually the one that uh i li- that it kind of i mean um, is in the concept or is in the movie um yeah the, i couldn't find any like halloween h2o uh th- starring starring jamie lee curtis themed guitars um and so i yeah there's, there's none of that i did find a lot of kind of like friday the 13th um and like uh, day of the dead themed guitars mainly just esp or ltd guitars but with basically a, a sticker over the front that yeah, i mean i think Halloween i think stuff. esp and ltd did a bunch of that sort of stuff i mean do you remember all those metallica guitars that they did that uh came out around the time of the and i think the 30th anniversary of the records there was a kill em all one there was a ride the lightning i think they did most of them and they looked fantastic they- there was also one recently uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Kirk Hammett, I think, had a Ouija board signature. It was like just, yeah, one of his guitars, the, whatever they are, KH. Uh, 
Okay, that's not really an anniversary. That's not really a Metallica anniversary. No, 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 no. But back on the kind of Halloween theme, I think it was actually released maybe this week for Halloween. Um, is yeah, there was some sort of like crazy Ouija board design on there. Okay. Um, but the thing that so looking at all these guitars did lead me down a rabbit hole of um, I found a guitar made by hang on, let's find it Kramer nineteen eighty six the Kramer Triax and the way that I um, that I got to this was I was searching I was thinking okay what could we do we could do Halloween guitars but there's not too much to talk about movie theme guitars yeah we've kind of done that a few times you know the Back to the Future guitars and stuff like that and I was just like star trek guitar oh, okay um, i'm 100% in so what that actually led to was an article on myrareguitars.com called beam me up scotty the 1986 kramer triax um and basically what this is is a guitar kind of in the shape of one of the klingon warships okay uh, you'll be able to tell me what they're actually called it's not warship is it something about a bird or something bird of prey war, maybe bird or bird is it not uh, 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 I can't remember. Klingon warship. Yeah, but there we go. Someone in the <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff and Jeff in the chat. I think meant to type bird of prey, but has written bird of prep, which I think is a completely different it's a guitar <laughs> shaped like a nice pre-packed sandwich. Really, yeah, really good. Really good. Um so yeah, the uh, 1986 Kramer Triax. Basically, this is a guitar that yeah, is in the shape of a Klingon bird of prey. I mean it's typical kind of eighties. Oh, it's like Floyd Rose trim, two humbuckers, but the body shape, yeah, it's kind of got these two big sort of wings on there. Um, and do you know what? It really, I don't want to talk about this for the whole episode, that that particular guitar, but what it made me think of was when was the, this is the actual topic for tonight, by the way, we're actually starting the podcast now. The actual topic is when was the last time a major guitar manufacturer did something absolutely bonkers, like a completely different shape to other guitars that they normally do that isn't like some sort of spin-off of a guitar that they already do. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I, I guess I'll, I, I'll kick it off with, uh, you know, not wanting to sound like a company shill as always, but what about, uh, in fact, uh, Christian in the chat has just jumped in ahead of me, the Fender Meteora. You know, I got one. Absolutely fantastic you know yes people have said that it is uh in terms of the actual you know the loadout it's not too dissimilar from other guitars the first iteration was essentially a telecaster uh with a tele bridge and um tele pickups but that uh that body shape was just completely out of nowhere it's absolutely fantastic yeah yeah it's it is definitely something quite different i would say that but at the same time you know it does I think it's not what the kind of thing that I'm thinking of is like that Kramer, like something completely off the map. The Meteora for me is like a kind of jazz master cut down, I guess. Uh, I guess so. I mean, it is kind of like a weird offset. If it come out in like 1967, then you we wouldn't be thinking like, oh God, look at look how mad this is. You know, it would just be, oh, here's another weird. I think it's just for a company like Fender who have kind of stuck to more traditional shapes and more uh kind of tried and tested tried and tested accepted shapes for something like that to come out in 2017 or 2018 whenever it was it came out uh you know it just kind of took people by surprise yeah yeah definitely definitely so someone uh tobin in the uh in the chat mentioned mark tremonti's prototype prs explorer like body shape actually so i just googled it and the first picture i would say it's not explorer at all it's just 
imagine a normal PRS body, but out of the bottom of it and also out of the top horns, like both flying Vs, like a flying V out the bottom of the PRS and also out of the top. Does that make hey. sense? It's uh, pretty right. bonkers. And I assume that guitar didn't come out. And also the headstock also goes into a flying V. I mean, I, I really like the flying V headstock. I've always thought that was a, that was a, a really cool shape. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I mean, can't find this guitar that you're talking about. If someone could drop it in the chat, that'd be... Just put, yeah, hey, just, just put in Tremonti prototype flying... Uh, Tremonti prototype 2016, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, so basically, yeah, in fact, it's not even really a flying V. Imagine, you know, the top of the PRS headstock, how it's got the oh, kind okay. of two yeah, little yeah, I've just seen to it. Yeah, okay, I've just uh, seen imagine, it, yeah, yeah. Imagine if they were made out of like plasticine and you just pulled them quite a bit and stretched them out. That's basically what the headstock is. Yeah, I'm into it. I mean, obviously, look, you know, it's never come out, but uh, um, that would be amazing if they actually released that. I think that would be, yeah, that would be pretty wild along the kind of lines that I'm uh, that I'm thinking of. Is there anything the else? Only, can... the, only thing, the only thing that I've got with that, the only issue that I've got with that is uh, the the I've got flashbacks to working in a guitar shop and someone coming in just walking in with that guitar just saying like oh yeah i, ju I just bought this guitar if you've got a case that fits it and <laughs> just like... yeah it's, or the other thing yeah i've just bought this guitar from you and um yeah I've, I've taken it home and i've noticed that the top the really pointy bits have just got like a bit of damage on them it's yeah. like yeah because they're only you know a, a millimeter thick so any you know if if a uh, some sort of gentle wind blew over them you're going to kind of chip the paint slightly um yeah it's uh pointy guitars man it's uh it's a real real easy way to to ding your guitar but yeah also getting a case for that sort of thing absolute nightmare whilst we're talking about pointy guitars i just want to deviate from your uh your your point to begin with and just talk about the uh the october guitar this is a guitar that came out uh, where are we now? Eight years ago, the October Annihilator, which is the Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein signature guitar. Uh, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein, the guitar player from the Misfits, uh, has always played these like really mad. I think he played BC Rich for a while. He's always played like really banana spunky, uh, spunky, spiky guitars. <laughs> He's always played spunky guitars. He's played really spunky guitars. Uh, but yeah, in 2011, October Guitars, which is a company that I don't know. I don't know if they've done anything else. I mean, I, yeah, I did a bit of research. Yeah, so, I did a bit of research on them because I did a video about like ridiculous metal guitars. And I think I'm almost certain that's the only guitar they've produced, his signature. Okay, so the, uh, the, uh, the Oct uh, October Annihilator is... Uh, Doyle from the Misfits, fantastic guitar player, absolutely ripped. What a fella. Like, he's so, so tonk. Um, and he play you'd have to be to play this guitar because it's just, it's, just, it's just bonkers, isn't it? Like, no one would risk questioning him over why he's playing it, but it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the thing that's mad about it, it's only 650 quid. Like, yeah. $650, sorry. That is not... Uh, that doesn't seem like a huge amount of money for a guitar that is such a unique shape like that. So uh, as far as I can remember, he actually built his own one. And then the October guitars are basically a copy of his guitar. I, okay. He built his guitar. How did like, I mean, how do you build that yourself? 
Well, I guess you like carve it out of wood and that, how you make guitars and that. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, just, I, I guess, uh, along with being a great guitar player, a, a huge influence over the last 30 years, being extremely handsome, really, really uh, uh, tonk. He's also great at, with a jigsaw. I mean, you know, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. The fella's got it all. Or maybe he's really bad. Maybe he just meant to make a Telecaster and it accidentally <laughs> came out like this. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, he just slipped. <laughs> he just slipped a few times and went, oh, I've got to finish it now. This is unbelievable. Yeah, this, yeah, is, do, what uh, do, this is what I was aiming for. This is what I was aiming for. Check out October Guitars with a K and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, there's two options. There's basically the uh, the, the cheap one, $650, or there's like a USA-made one for like $3,500. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming that one isn't made by Doyle himself. I assume that there's people in the custom shop that that, uh, that build that. Um, so, yeah, any other kind of pointy guitars? I mean, obviously, yeah, we can talk about... Um, yeah, uh, Tobin brings a good one up in the chat, actually. The Gibson Modern Double Cut. Do you remember that guitar, Jay? Yeah, I mean, that was, if I remember correctly, that looked kind of like a uh, custom 24 or something, right? Is yeah, that, I guess uh, it had kind of prs kind of uh, styles to it. Did, uh, but they were kind of offset as well. It was a bit of a weird one. The thing that I liked about that was, yeah, it was something different for Gibson. Um, but I don't think it was, you know, in the you know, the, the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a particularly out there guitar. You know, it's not like the October or anything like that. Or even, yeah. you know, the Explorer, the one that I always go back to, you know, Explorers and Flying Vs back in the day, you basically, in a, the space of a few years, you had a jump from like hollow body guitars, you know, like jazz guitars, to Les Pauls, to then Gibson were like, oh yeah, we're going to make the Explorer and the Flying V. I mean, well, they were what fifty eight. Yeah, was the uh, Explorer and the Modern, I think. Yeah, and the Flying V. I think they all came out in in nineteen fifty eight. Um, I wonder if someone who worked for Gibson just kind of snuck those out under the radar without uh, like Ted McCarty uh, finding out about it. I are they not a Ted McCarty design? I mean, I assume they were. That was so, sorry. That was a joke. I was oh, actually I suggesting that someone slipped these guitars out without the CEO noticing um do we i'm just having a quick look now the uh the first explorers does it say who designed them i can't uh, find Lim in the chat has just said ted did design those and as yeah that's... You, if someone said it in the chat that's that's i've read it on the internet that's as good enough proof as i need so yeah yeah that's um that's exactly what i thought i thought it was a ted mccarty design again i, I mean I... apart from anything blim's on first name terms with with ted mccarty so yeah 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 he's just used the old ted ted um so i want to open this up to the chat is there anything else that we're missing that are like big brand guitars that have come out recently that are um completely out there you know like i guess another example i can think of is like firebird x firebird x is completely out there you know gibson going from making like les pauls and you know all the normal stuff they do and they kind of started exploring the robot tuners and the usb guitars and the digital guitars and all of that even that firebird x is pretty out there you know with all the fact that you've got connected to like foot pedals and it's got all the effects and stuff in it um is there anyone else that's done anything like that let me know if you want to um call in on the chat just um just let me know if there's a guitar that you want to talk about in the meantime jay is there anything else that you can you can think of uh anything else that i can think of um well there's been a couple of things that have come up in the chat but i think maybe we'll let uh people chime in about that in terms yeah, of if anyone of weird weirder like out there stuff I, I guess it's difficult, but like maybe Ernie Ball would be a, would would be an example because all of the shapes that they've come out with over the last 
I mean, maybe even 10 years are completely different from, from other, other sort of shapes, you know, the, the, even the Valentine is not quite. It's not quite a Les Paul. It's not quite a Telecaster. It's not quite quite a uh, a PRS type shape. Uh, the St Vincent has come up a couple of times in the chat. Obviously, that is completely mad. Completely like nothing else on the market at the moment. Even something a bit more conservative, like the uh, Albert Lee. Yes, you can tell that it's kind of based off of a Tele. But if if you com- if you compare that to other guitars that Ernie Ball have been. Uh, known for that the only ball were known for before that model came out you know you think of the majesties the cutlasses and stuff like that it's completely mad it doesn't look like anything else it's fantastic and as tobin brings up in the chat the uh omar rodriguez lopez mariposa coming out of absolute left field with something again completely bonkers that doesn't even look anything like his ibanez orm that came out well kind of came out a couple of years ago so i i think only ball were a company that uh are totally pushing the envelope when it comes to new shapes. Yeah, and actually, I was just thinking about it because I think the uh, the Albert Lee has actually been around longer than you think. Um, okay. I I think it was one of the guitars that. So for a long time, from my experience, you know, we uh, when I was at uh, Gak, you know, we we were a Music Man dealer, but you know, it was mainly you know you custom order whatever a customer wanted, and the shapes, to be honest, were pretty basic you know you just got like an axis or an axis super sport or, you know it was all based around like one body type and like you just chose the pickups and you chose the color but i think the albert lee was also available at that point i think it was the three strat pickup albert lee that was available at that point um okay. but that was uh, from what i recall that was about it and then they started to get into you know doing the john john petrucci stuff um and obviously in the last few years you know we've seen the st vincent the valentine we've seen uh well i'm just looking at the list now the hunter Hayes, which i'd completely forgotten about Ooh. uh exactly uh the dusting kensru um yeah that's is- the new one the geezer from fries yeah, yeah. And actually now, you know, much that guitar more... Looks, that guitar looks good. That guitar looks yeah. really good, actually. So pretty much all their guitars now, you know, if you scroll through the site now, th- at the bottom of the page, there's the Axis collection and the Silhouette collection. And that was the... They were the two guitars that you could buy back in the day. It was the Axis, which was kind of the um, kind of Eddie Van Halen style. Um, and then the Silhouette, which was the two humbucker single coil, um, you know, the, the traditional... Uh, music man shape and then they had a couple of signatures i'm sure the albert lee three single coil was one of them the steve morse they've done for a long time but that's kind of based on a silhouette anyway steve lukather they had in the catalog which is basically a two humbucker version of the silhouette um but everything else now on this page is basically brand new the jason richardson signature did you know that existed Ah. that is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight string. Um, in fact, let me get the uh, let me get some spec up. So yeah, the Jason Richardson. I'm not even sure who he is. No, sorry, it's a seven string. It's a cut seven string cutlass model um, with like a burl maple top in black. Okay, so I just googled him. He plays in the band Born of Osiris and okay. uh, Chelsea Grin. Oh, he. Okay. He was kicked out of Born of Osiris, according to his Wikipedia. I've got no inside info here. Okay. Uh, He was kicked out of Born of Osiris and then joined the band Chelsea Grin. Um, Okay. 
And yeah, uh, then actually after that, in 2013, he joined a band called Jason Richardson and put out a couple of records <laughs> under, under that with that band. So ingenious name. Okay, so someone uh, in the chat, who was it? Derek Rich has just um, brought a really good one to the table. And actually, this is the last time I remember seeing a major manufacturer bring something out and me going, I do not understand this. I don't know what this is. The Vox Starstream. Oh, yes. Thank you Which, very much, Derek. This is an absolute banger. For those that don't know, I mean, how would you even describe the Star Street? Oh, I, I mean, if I, I'm not looking to put him on the spot here, but if Derek is in a position to, I'd love to have him on and to to sort of explain what the Star Stream is, because I yeah. don't think either of us will be able to do it in any any uh, poetic manner. Derek, if you want to call in, uh, let us know in the chat. In the meantime, I will. I'm just going to get a picture so we can uh, verify your description. If you do come on the uh, come on the phone, um, what I will say is, I believe Listen, Vox aren't aren't completely unknown to doing these mad things. I mean, think about the Apache, uh, the Teardrop. You know, they have done kind of mad stuff as well as the more kind of traditional type. Um, well, Actually, okay, well, Jeff's actually saying in the chat he doesn't think he could explain it. He's going to leave it to us pros to do it. But just quickly, before we actually get into it, um, I don't think Vox have actually done a traditional guitar, have they, when you think about it? I mean, they did some some kind of, like, glued neck double cuts at one point. Do you remember those? Uh, Yeah, um, I do remember those, and they were fine. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. But Vox are known for, you know, doing the teardrops and they're known for doing like the guitar organ back in the day, um, which was, uh, yeah, before we get into the star stream, we should talk about the history of Vox guitar organs. It was the way it worked was the when the strings touched the frets, they basically, it made like an electrical connection and then that triggered the organ sound. Very, very sorry, weird. Sorry, start again. When the strings so, touched... Touch the they, what? Basically, uh, and I'll have to do a bit of reading about how it exactly worked, but it was like sending, basically, when the string touched the frets on the guitar, that basically completed the circuit of a, of like an organ, like synth, okay. essentially. So where you're, where you're kind of touching the string to the fret, yeah, that's basically telling the synth inside the guitar what organ sound to play. That, so does that mean that the, the circuit went all the way up and down the fretboard there. Yes, so exactly. So basically that. like you were playing a piano and using the fret markers as in as keys. Yeah, essentially the frets were wired into the circuit. And when the string touched it, that completed the circuit and then that's how it knew what organ sound to play. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Vox are you know have not done conventional stuff. Um, particularly, you know, it, by the looks of things in the chat, people are saying they did uh, some some cop- uh, traditional copies in the seventies. But yeah, I know them obviously more for like yeah the teardrops and the organs and stuff like that. So the star screen, the star stream. Sorry. Um, how would you describe it? Is have you seen the Yamaha Silent guitar? It's basically that, but as an electric guitar with a body in the middle so it's like the outside bits from the yamaha silent guitar but with an electric guitar in the middle of it and i believe also did it have yeah okay the vox arios d system um includes drive and reverb as adjustable onboard effects um 
And it also has... Okay, so body made of mango wood. Mango um, wood? Yeah. Plastic, nice fruity tone. Yeah, indeed. Lovely fruity tone. Mango wood uh, for the body. Plastic frame. Um, and and then also an aluminium frame that joins the two together. And then you've got basically... I'm trying to find some details on like... There's some sort of amp modelling in there. Uh, sorry, guitar modelling in there. First bank. Single. Voices the... Voices the humbuckers single coils in usual neck, both, and bridge fashion. Between combines the coils and adds some processing um, for three stratty in-between flavors that are also hum-canceling. Humbucker is self-explanatory, while modern offers neck, single coil, bridge, uh, and bridge humbucker. The piezo is introduced in the 12-string bank, which sounds synthetic but usable. Oh, okay, so this is from the Music Radar Review. So there's, there's some... Um, opinion here um and there's also two acoustic sounds as well plus the final selection on the switch is the special selection which gives you synth and bass synth uh and some like organ tones as well this thing is bonkers just uh, yeah i mean i don't really understand it (laughs) (laughs) two strap buttons as well on the on the bass like oh, the, why? The so you can I, play it left-handed. I, well, no, I, I mean they were never going to make a left-handed version, were they? So maybe they maybe they did make it so that you could turn it upside down. I assume it's because otherwise the guitar wouldn't stand up. Like a lot of the time, people would. Oh. Yeah, you put like two strap <laughs> buttons, so it stands up. Like I've seen that quite. That's quite like twelve quid. That was really conventional on on guitars at one point where they yeah they were like oh no but it's got two strap buttons so you don't need a guitar stand just lean it up against the wall so yeah well, they've uh, they've done that um, okay so other guitars that the chat are suggesting the Warwick Buzzard again I mean very much so like that is quite a jump from their regular shapes. You know, if you were a fan of Warwick back in the day, you'd be looking at the streamers, the thumb, even the thumb is a bit of a weird shape, but then the buzzard obviously is totally out there. Um, and yeah, and you know, with Warwick stuff, you could take it as far as you want to go. You know, there's the options for light up fret markers. They even, do you remember Jay at one point Warwick did like chrome dipped bases? What? Where, yeah. Yeah. Which, which bit did they dip? The the whole body, the whole body. What? What? So they made the body, dipped it in chrome, and then and then like, put, put a neck the on it. In. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. The, so so the, for people who aren't who who can't see it in the chat, the the Warwick, uh, what's this called? The, the buzzard. Buzzard. It. I mean, bringing it back to Star Trek, it looks like a Klingon batleth. Like <laughs> yeah. It looks like it looks like a weapon of mass destruction. Is what it looks like. It, it looks absolutely ferocious. Yeah, totally. And actually, the only time I've ever try, I've only the only time I've ever seen someone steal something from a guitar shop or tried to steal it. Someone tried <laughs> to steal a Warwick Buzzard by putting it down their trousers. It was one of the most surreal moments of my entire life, having to apprehend a man with a Warwick buzzard down one leg of his trousers, thinking that he was going to be able to walk out of the shop with that down there. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. But yeah. Um, just walking like kind of with one leg very stiff. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but yeah, basically heard some like 
rustling in another room of the of the shop and yeah the guy had basically put the warwick buzzard down one leg of his trousers and was thinking that okay what i'm going to do is try and walk out of the shop with this down one leg of the trousers and um yeah just had to say what you it's, it's obvious what you're up to you've got a warwick yeah, buzzard mate. down your trousers hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The um yeah it was I, um I was in charge one day when we had when we had a we had a theft and uh, basically what happened was it was a really really I think I have spoken about this on the podcast before but <clears throat> it was a really busy Saturday and uh, basically this someone just walked out and we were kind of you know busy serving someone and it was another customer sort of caught my attention and went uh, excuse me I think someone just stole a guitar yeah and we all kind of looked up and went what and one of the other fellas who was working his first week actually his first his first ever saturday he went right leave it to me presumably looking to you know try and show that he was worth keeping the uh keeping his job or whatever he ran after this geezer and he chased him halfway around brighton now i i had this explained to me afterwards basically the the guy who was working in the shop was running after this fella. And basically every time he got to a junction running through the North lane in Brighton, not sure whether to go left or right. He came across like a bunch of stunned people who just seen a person running away with a guitar and then saw someone with a GAC outfit on that said staff who pointed them in the right direction. So like, it was like an episode of Grand Theft Auto or something. You're just being pointed (laughs) in the right direction by, by members of the public. And anyway, this fellow ended up chucking the guitar um, that he had stolen by wrapping it up in his gym jacket and he'd left his gym ID in his coat. So like he was easily um, like he was easy. Apprehended. Like, he was easily, 
easy to easily apprehended yeah so not a very i ended up having to go to the police station which was a really horrible experience and uh uh it ended up if you remember mark you and me went to a cocktail bar and uh, drank espresso martinis afterwards to like try and uh see out the rest of the day yeah 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 there's nothing better than a valentino's espresso martini to uh kind of get that get you over that sort of thing um derek's just brought another great guitar to uh our attention the burn scorpion which is like um basically a double cut on the top end where you'd expect the horns to be but also sort of a double I don't know. How would you describe that, James? I mean, this, the, the the scorpion kind of looks like a um, an SG. I, I, we can use proper terminology. We're behind yeah, the yeah, paywall. Yeah. I think it's fine. Uh, we can. It says it looks like an SG um, up until about where the bridge pickup is, and then the lower half of it looks like a scorpion's claw. Uh, uh, so D- it's D- like Derek has just pointed out that it actually looks like a toilet seat. It also kind of looks like a toilet seat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically, it looks like the top half is an SG and the bottom half is like a really accentuated SG. Um, and yeah, completely bonkers. I'd be interested to know when the Scorpion was in production because it's my understanding that Burns guitars originally were made in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was probably made in the UK, which is unusual for guitars that look like this, I would have thought. I mean, no, kind of stuff that requires more than just taking a block of wood and turning it into a guitar. You know, this is there's a bit more, there's a bit more um, craftsmanship involved in something like this. I would have. Oh, okay, actually, yeah, introduced in 1979, and I'm sure that will mean that it was originally made in the in the UK. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I've also found this fantastic page on the Burns website. Uh, which says the new 2002 Scorpion Gothic has been updated to appeal to heavy, mo- heavy metal heavy rock guitarists. Uh, yeah, so basically, Burns don't appear to have updated this page in their website since at least 2002. I love um, it. So good on them. That's the uh, that's going to be the question for the next Guitar Nerds Live: is what is the oldest unupdated guitar website you can find? What is the um, Space Jam website of guitars? Absolutely. A hundred percent into that. That is fantastic. I like the um the Rickenbacker website. I was on there recently. That website has not been updated for a very long time. Uh, in so much that they seem to add new stuff, new models and stuff to it when they bring stuff out, like limited editions and that. Oh well, they're not but like the delisting actual- pages. No, well, no, because they actually do stay when stuff's discontinued, but it's still up there. But like the actual infrastructure of the website looks like a GeoCities page, and it's like. Yeah, it looks, it's very, very odd. It's very odd. Um, okay, is there anything else in the chat? What are people saying? Yeah, so definitely the Burns guitar. Um, the other, I was going to bring up another guitar, which I've now forgot. Oh, yeah. Okay, Joe is bringing up the Music Man Bongo. Um, I mean, yeah. Which, I mean, the thing about the Bongo and talking about toilet okay. seats. Yeah. So Jeff, Jeff, is just, Jeff has just said what? Jeff has just said that it looks like a toilet seat. Now yeah. I don't know if this is a delayed reaction from the uh, the Burns the Burns Scorpion uh, or whether it is in relation to the Bongo, which is clearly a photo taken in Joe's house next to a Christmas tree. By the looks of things, um, yeah. So the, the the Bongo is a really mad bass. 
What always like what gets me about the bongos? Firstly, it's been in the catalogue a long time, and you would think that that kind of experimental shape, you know, wouldn't last. But having said that, whenever I watch like bands on TV, you know, when you're watching like I don't know Saturday Night Live, no, 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 like yeah, Saturday Night Live or like you mean um, like current shows? Yeah, yeah, you know, just like American American late night talk shows, the bongo is featured significant amount a significant amount of the time significant amounts of the time sorry um yeah you always see them and yeah they do a four five and i believe a six string um and yeah it just always gets me i think when we were doing them at gack when they first came out we had a few in and you know, you put them up there on the wall with like a stingray and stuff. The bongo's never going to be the biggest seller. But what it really amazes me every time I see one on TV, I'm just like, how? How is this still a thing? It's just, yeah, very. I reckon, I reckon they've got great uh, uh, artist relations department. Is is where it comes from. Well, yeah, I mean that may also be true, but yeah, the bongo. How is it still uh, still going? Anyway, I think we're uh, yeah, we're kind of we've done a half an hour. We've done a fair amount of time. Has anyone else got any questions in the chat that they want us to talk about? You don't necessarily need to come on live, but give us some uh, topics to talk about. We'll we'll stick around for ten or fifteen more minutes. If there's something that uh, that you want us to uh, discuss, pop it in the uh, in the chat now, as it were. Um, we. Uh, yeah, um, Joe and I obviously did the uh, the question hole podcast. Uh, yeah, I only heard week. about this because I saw it in the group. You didn't even tell me about it. Well, I thought you were a patron. Oh, no, you're only a $1 Patreon sub. You're not a, uh, a $5. It'd be $5 to get that to get that one. Yeah, yeah. You need, I mean, if you're going down the pa- the uh, question hole, you need to pay $5. You know, it's uh, nothing wrong, wrong with that. What about that. this podcast? How much do you have to pay for this one? Only $1. You get oh. this for $1 and above. And in fact, if you're not listening live, um, you get it for free. You listen to it on the old uh, thing, but you know, you don't get to contribute. So, um, oh yeah, um, that was a question from said question hole. Um, one of the questions was, which of the other nerds' guitars would you pick? Um, so, and Joe and I answered it. Jay, what would you uh, what would you pick out of any of the guitars that me, Matt, or Joe own? What one would you pick if you could only pick one? Um, if I could only, so I can't include my guitars here. It's got to be exactly right. Okay, well, I probably, if you'd asked me this question maybe a month ago, I probably would have picked uh, Matty Knight's Ocean Pink Les Paul Custom. And now what you're saying is you want to pick the Yamaha Super Combinator 800 that's sat in oh, my living room. Is it really that one? The the yeah, Super Combinator. It, uh, you haven't you haven't restrung it yet, have you? Uh, did I restring that one? Did I restring I it? Can't... With really, I only played with dead man strings. That's a oh. really important thing for me when it comes it to when it when it comes to guitars. <laughs> it wasn't bought from a dead man. It was bought from a man that was very much alive. Okay. Um, what would I pick? I mean. Uh, Joe's uh, 1969 uh, uh, P bass is up there. Um, we only actually limited it to six string guitars in the uh, in the previous episode because you you were worried that you might have to give up your American standard P bass. Is that why? Well, no, because I just have your American standard P bass. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, my American standard P bass is fantastic. Uh, but I, what would I go for? I mean, I really like your uh, Les Paul Junior. Uh, that is great. Um, and I really like Matty's uh, James Valentine. 
uh joe doesn't have any taste so i wouldn't take anything that he has in terms of guitars so um what else does matty have matty's he's got, got the... he's got paisley strat yeah which... he's got a bar hotelly he's got the sg special he's got yeah. the james valentine um he's got the charvel Tobin, thank you very much. Um, I tell you what, can I not take a guitar and can I have Matt's RE201 instead? That's probably the same sort of money. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you could. And he could have That's your what I want. That's SRE what I like. Triple five. Um, do you know what I picked? Because uh, you didn't listen to the podcast. I, I don't know. Ended up picking, I ended up picking Joe's ES175, which is fantastic. And yeah. he ended up picking my Sunburst Les Paul Jr. So we both I ended mean, up with Sunburst Gibson. Yeah. I mean, both those guitars are fantastic. Joe's the ES175 really is a, it really is a, a guitar that's far too nice for a, a person of his caliber to own. Um, so, and I, I don't really understand how he passed the, uh, how he passed the test. Uh, I assume they still do the, the, the ES test when you want to buy one of those, you've got to pass the, you've got to pass like the men in black style test to, to actually own one. I think he cheated probably on the test. Yeah, That's the only yeah. thing. Um, Derek says, uh, what was the most expensive guitar that you bought that you ultimately thought was worth the price? Any thoughts? Uh, what was the most expensive guitar that you ultimately thought was worth the price? Uh, that's difficult because um, that's that's actually a very difficult question to answer because basically every guitar that I've ever bought has been bought with some sort of level of staff discount, <laughs> um, except for when uh, like the earlier type, the early guitars that I bought, like uh, before I worked at GAC, because to be honest with you, I, I was never really that into guitars until I started working in the guitar shop and it, it just kind of like crept up on me and um, very slowly infected me into into being this uh, nightmare individual that I am now. But um, in terms of guitars that I have bought that have been worth the price, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that question is um maybe my on my p base i bought second hand uh that's what i play the most and i absolutely love it the meteora maybe uh the meteora is just absolutely quality it's um it's something that i despite everything that we say on the podcast about just playing guitars and getting on with them i'm really worried about i'm really worried about thinking it uh it's the only guitar i've ever really had where i'm like oh no i can't i can't risk Didn't thinking wait. that i saw you play the p bass oh no wait you're talking about the oh, meteor the, the p bass is the p bass is a is a is is a, a you know is is a brick house as it were i'll throw that i'll throw that off a bridge and it'll work like it's the the meteor is the one that i'm a little bit worried about that's the uh that's the thing that i'm scared about i don't know what what about you because you you're very similar to me in that you've always been able to you've always been lucky enough to be able to buy stuff with a decent level of uh staff discount you know the the thing for me is like when you say expensive guitars that is totally subjective not only for the person but also for like the time of in their life like when i bought my american p bass it was expensive but i remember only paying something like 600 quid for it um, you think you paid that did you maybe not even that maybe it was like 
500 quid, something around that kind of money. But, you know, at the time of my life, that was very expensive. Um, and ultimately, that has, you know, done however many hundreds of gigs it's done. It's the guitar that, you know, I would save out of a burning building. Um, so that has proved, you know, oh, it was expensive for me at the time. Um, and ultimately, it, you know, that is the one that's been the best. Um, but in terms of, like, expensive guitars, I don't even know what the most I've ever spent on a guitar is. Probably... Have I ever spent more than a thousand pounds on a guitar? Don't think so. I have. Uh, I, have I have the um, uh, the uh, offset telly was a grand. The offset telly was a grand, but I am actually thinking about selling that, so maybe that doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> so you know, I've just ultimately I, not worth it. Uh, no, no, not not at all. Not proven. Not proven. Ultimately, not worth it. Um, the the problem is is that like. I now also own a Mustang, one of the offset Mustangs. And it's just, I love it. I absolutely love it. It does everything that the, um, does everything that the offset telly does. And it's just, I've got a bit more, uh, you know, I'd, I'd make a little bit more money selling the, the offset telly and my girlfriend got made redundant. So I need a bit of money. So <laughs> it's something's got to give. Um, so that is probably going to go, um, but yeah, that's probably the only time I've spent more than a grand, which is obviously very different to Matty and Joe, who spend a, have consistently spent a lot of money on guitars. Um, and actually, this sort of leads on to a question that uh, Aaron has asked in the chat, uh, who has said, um, am I going to spec out a custom shop base? And I've been thinking about this. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot. And um we talked about this maybe even a year ago, me, me specking up a custom shop base and um, kind of the conclusion that I've come to over the last uh, couple of months, since I have been playing bass a lot more, both at home uh, and in a couple of bands that I've just been having band practices with. I absolutely love my American standard P bass. I absolutely love it. It sounds great. It feels great. The neck is just the right shape. Um, it's all kind of bashed up so I can throw it on the floor, which I always do. And I look cool and it looks cool. And it's, it's kind of yellowed from, uh, the person who owned it before me smoking loads and it just, it looks great. And I absolutely do wish that it was pink, but it's white and it's, it's cool. And I just, I don't think I need another base. I don't think I need to spend the money and buy another base because i've so much emotional attachment to the to the one that i've got and uh my my kind of theory on this has always been that like you can justify buying guitars if you feel like they're going to inspire you to do something different that's that's always been the 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 kind of my advice that i've given when working in in guitar shops is look if you think this is going to inspire you to pick up the guitar more pick up the bass more then you should buy it because that is a that is the right thing to do if you can afford it of course and i just i'm kind of at a point now where i'm like i just i love my american standards so much i'm not sure that if i had the custom shop it would inspire me to pick it up anymore because you know how often do you pick up and play bass at home not very regularly let's be honest and so when i do play it at home the fact that i'm playing it at all i think is is really cool so i I'm I'm really in two minds about it. I certainly am not in a position to do it right now. I I would love one at some point, but the base that I've got is just wicked. I love it. I don't know how you feel about that, Mark. 
Yeah, um, I, I, it's tough because, you know, getting a custom shot base, fantastic. You know, for me, you know, you've got that kind of nitro finish. You've got basically all the spec that you want. Um, you've got like, yeah, it's basically build a base of your dreams. Unfortunately, I've kind of found the base of my dreams already. You know, I had it, yeah, yeah, totally, whatever totally. it was, 16 years ago, and it's absolutely perfect for me. And I think it goes back to, you know, what will inevitably be a uh, Guitar Nerds Live uh, topic down the line is, is the Fender p bass the best not only the best musical instrument ever designed but is it the best invention of all time is it i've got i've so i've been again this is sorry to cut across you there but i've been thinking about this a lot and i i think that other than i mean this is purely from my life other than the internet the precision bass was the most important invention of the 20th century but think about Based it. Rock and roll changed modern music think at about a time it, when like nothing else could. Put it this way, though: the internet it's got some problems. I don't know if you've noticed if you've been online recently. There's some problems, but the P bass, no problems. It is it's literally perfect bit of design. <laughs> well, what you're talking about there is problematic users. You're not talking about the the product itself. And I mean, if you want to go down the route of listing some problematic P bass players, I'm sure we could come up with some. Um, but let's Joe probably Branton. Well, I mean, you know, on a good day, he's a problematic P bass player. That's that's a bloody good day. I mean, we've had a couple of uh, a couple of reactions to this in the chat. Um, uh jeff says the p bass is amazingly boring and i can't understand the fascination how do you block people from a from a chat because that is just absolutely ridiculous uh blim is saying the the jazz is better than the p that's ridiculous uh the jazz is fine the p bass is the as i've just said the second greatest invention of the 20th century uh tobin and uh derek are putting in other options there the les paul and the telecaster i mean they're both great the thing is, is that the p bass had such a uh monumental shift in what was modern music i mean it, it, yes there were other instruments that did a similar sort of thing um but nothing that did it as concisely as the precision bass and you know we wouldn't have the sh- we wouldn't have had the shift in modern rock and roll at the start of the fifties that we did without the P bass. I j- I just think it's so important. Joe Branton is saying the jazz is definitely more versatile. To me, that is like saying you've got two machines. One makes different flavors of soup. The other just makes pepperoni pizzas. Which one do you choose? I'm going for the pepperoni <laughs> pizza every time. It's simple, isn't it? Simple analogy, but sums it up perfectly. Um, with that, I think we should um, draw this to a close. There is one last question from the chat. It's actually from Joe Branton. And the question is, have you ever seen a ghost, Jay Cross? <laughs> wow, Joe, I, di- I didn't realise that you're into such supernatural spookiness. This is... Uh... This is this is a this is a sexy question. Um, I've I've never seen a ghost. No, I I if we're talking seriously for a moment, I like the idea of it. Um, but no, I've never seen a ghost. And as much as I uh, would like to believe that uh, the idea of it is true, I just I don't think it's don't think it's don't think it's possible. I don't understand how it could be metaphysically possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, this, this This question came up on the, which is, I'm sure, how you came up with this topic. This came up on the Reply All podcast earlier this week. And uh, one of the hosts on there stated, like, if ghosts were real, basically what would happen with them is they would probably just be 
they would they wouldn't realize that they were ghosts and they would just continue on with their routine so you know they would just forever live in like you know uh, this they would just forever live out doing whatever it was that they were doing and that's why you see ghosts in like pub people see ghosts in pubs or people see ghosts in like farms or like operating machinery because they're just continuing to do what they were really doing and i i think what that basically says is that if ever anything horrifying happens to uh you know the one of the four of us uh we will continue to sit down and do the podcast and just not understand why our questions aren't being answered whilst our mates are you know talking about guitars you can't get away from us even in death and i think that is a good way to uh, end this podcast thanks for um, thanks for listening this week uh, we'll be doing another live episode in a couple of weeks thanks for all the contributions in the chat next time get on the phone line we want you to hear your beautiful voices uh, on the uh, on the live podcast hook up a microphone to your computer hook up some headphones come with some questions um, and you know feel free talk on the topic that we're talking about or if you want to talk about something completely different i.e. have you seen a ghost uh, you're more more than welcome to uh, come on we will be back in a couple of weeks with another guitar nerds live and um yeah that's it thanks a lot jay thanks for uh, thanks for joining us please don't ever talk to me like that again talk to you like what just like yeah just like treating just... me like an equal oh don't okay, like it fine. yeah yeah good we're, good. we're past, right, that. Well, we're um, way yeah. past that thanks very much keep listening and uh, if you're listening to this and you're not a Patreon subscriber but you want to join in either uh, calling into the show or just listening to the show live and contributing to the chat podcast is only available for patrons isn't it it is yeah that's what I'm saying join patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds even the minimum contribution of one dollar a month will get you access to the discord server which allows you to listen to the live chat uh, the live podcast and if you want to if you're feeling brave you can call in uh, and ask your question live on the podcast patreon.com we're definitely not as mean to you as we are to each other so like don't worry about that Oh, yeah, we'll be totally nice. We'll let you say your piece, basically, and say whatever you want. You can, you know, come in and tell Joe Brown that his moustache is stupid. That's absolutely fine by me. You do whatever you want. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Little as $1 a month, you can join in on the live episodes. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. This gang. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.